Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So, as I begin, I want to urge you, let your focus be more on prophecy than on time. Now, read with me this. We're here right now, and there are some nations that are already in the new year. And there are some nations that are six hours away from the new year, like Canada and USA. So does it mean that there are some nations in the future? It, it just tells you that to some extent and in some perspective, in some context, time is a perspective issue. And so if you are just waiting for 12 midnight, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry to break it to you. 12 midnight has nothing to offer you. So why do we have watch night services? It's because even if there is nothing new under the sun, there are new people. The Bible says that the Spirit of God came upon Saul and he became a new man. It becomes a new year when you become a new man. So you can receive a word that can make the year new for you. You enter with a new perspective, with a greater unction. God can release words in your direction that will make 2024 succumb to you. So we have watch night services because we believe in the power of prophecy. And if you've been a member of this church long enough, you know that we've been talking about 2024 since last year. Hallelujah. This year is pregnant with prophecy. I, I want you to be sensitive. Make no mistake, there are things that the devil is planning and has been planning. One of the indirect ways that God shows us what he's set to do is by themes he gives us. So, he called the theme for 2020 Reboot Camp the new normal. And by the next month, that was the most popular freeze in the world because of the advent of COVID. And you may not know this. You may not have seen the correlation. But two reboot camps ago, the theme was contagious. And let me tell you something. It was because the devil was planning something worse than what happened in 2020. Listen, if you don't believe it, just allow me to talk. I have the microphone. <laughs> and why am I saying it? It's because it is not over. Are you listening to me? There is a plan, but may the Lord expose it and destroy it. Yeah. You see, <clears throat> so there are so many things I can share. So many things. I want to tell you with every strand of conviction that I have, Jesus is coming soon. <laughs> Jesus is coming soon. So uh, the, part of the reasons the Lord is going to sponsor the church with a kind of might and strength you have never seen before is because of this very thing. I know your parents, pastors said it. That Jesus is coming soon. I know they said it. But I'm telling you, he's coming soon. Hallelujah. Please live like he's coming soon. Please act like we have 50 years and under. Just act like it. Let that be your perspective. Amen, somebody. So I want to share some things now. All the things that I might spirit to share, I can't share in one night. So this will be introductory 
and then we'll continue throughout um, January. I want to say this. Please set the ball rolling. Don't just eat chicken and gallivant. You see, if you don't start right, <laughs> it might take you much before you recover. You know what I'm saying. So please, let's start right. Let's start right. The moment you say Happy New Year, you exchange pleasantries, you go home, you relax. Take your devotion seriously. Start on a great note. If you've not been going to church, start going to church. Take it seriously. Take your work with God seriously. Because the things I'm about to share with you are things that are afforded only to people who have supernatural advantages, not for everybody. But I want to start on a foundational note and share some thoughts with you. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, to proclaim the praises of he who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Listen, God wants you to be the billboard to advertise his goodness. Say loud, amen. It says to proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness. That's your destiny. So, your assignment as a believer is beyond going to church. God wants to advertise his goodness with your life. Help me prophesy that to two people. God will advertise his goodness in your life. Maybe that person was not receptive enough. Tell someone else, God will advertise his goodness through your life. Hallelujah. And so, you must understand who a Christian is. Listen. Oh my God, if you're not careful, you will reduce this concept of Christianity, this divine arrangement of Christianity, to just come into church, giving your offerings, and trying your best to avoid sin. Sin is a big deal. It costs the blood of the incarnate Son of God. But there is more to your work with God than that. And so the Bible tells us, as we try in a short time to explain what Christianity is, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, open your Bibles as fast as you can. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, it says, Now then, oh my God, we are ambassadors for Christ. Please, what did he call us? Ambassadors for Christ. Oh my God. Who is a Christian? A Christian is an ambassador for Christ. An envoy for Christ. A diplomat for Christ. He is a resident representative. So, when you talk about the ambassador of a country, you're talking about the resident representative of another government in that nation in such a way that whatever that ambassador does, his government has done. Because that's his function. A resident representative. So, listen very carefully. Maybe you don't really get it. When God calls you an ambassador for Christ, it means your world shouldn't have to look for Christ. As long as they have seen you, you are the resident representative. Listen, this is the reason why he said your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he has given you his spirit. So anywhere you are, you are the presence of God in that place. Did you know that? Now, that's a very high responsibility to have. That I am the resident representative of heaven. I am the government of heaven everywhere I go. That's huge. There's a reason I'm telling you this. Because you see, what God wants to do in the year 2024 will not be possible without a perspective and an orientation of practical Christianity. What did I call it? So listen, if you are such a person as will just play church, you cannot function the way God will have you function in the new year. So I want you to understand. Thank God you come to church regularly, but God wants you to have the consciousness 
of being a resident representative. Listen, we are not done with that text. It says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. It says, as though God is pleading through us. Oh my God. Then he says, we pray you in Christ's stead. Meaning whatever it is we are doing, it is Christ doing it through us. What a mindset. What a mentality. We are the envoys of Christ. We don't represent ourselves. We did not come in our own name. We are representatives of heaven. And it also means we have the backing of heaven. It doesn't seem like you are sure. Are you doubting yourself? I said we have the backing of heaven. And so the Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. It says, follow peace with all men. And holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Everybody read this text together. One, two, go. First and foremost, before I tell you what this means, I want to tell you what it does not mean. Because more often than not, people read this text through the lenses of their bias and their preconceived notion. And what many people read this text as, they will read it as this. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which you cannot see God. Is that what he said? He says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one, no one, so what is he telling you? He's telling you why you must follow peace with all men. It is because if you don't follow peace with all men, you miss your opportunity to be the envoy of Christ to them. They are going to see Christ through you. No one will see Christ if you don't act like it. You are the ambassador of Christ. Listen. The interpretation of this text mirrors what Paul was saying in 2 Corinthians 5 that we just read. Because you are the ambassador for Christ, if your generation will see God, there is a way you must act. Please say I hear. And so I'm starting tonight with an honest question. Can we see Jesus in your life? No, 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 no. I'm not asking if we can see religion. I'm saying, can we see Jesus? If he says that men should be able to see Jesus in your life, if, it's th if that's what he says, it means we should be able to ask people who know you. You know now, if I ask you to give an assessment of your work with God last year, this year that is about to wind up, you might score yourself and say, oh, well, I prayed this year. I served the Lord this year. But what if I took the score sheet from you and I called your staff and I called your gate man and I called your house help and I gave them to score you? Because he's saying they should be able to see the Lord in you. What about the people who have not had the opportunity to read the Bible? They should, but they haven't. If they've been around you, what have they seen? What have they seen? This is important. Listen, every other thing we want to talk about in the new year is a waste without this. Without this. Because, let me tell you this. The reason this is important is because there is something about religion that is so blinding, it will fill you with activity and you will not be spiritual, but you will feel very busy. You will be very busy. You will feel you know God. Listen, the Bible is replete with examples of a generation that prophesied the coming of Christ for centuries. Then Christ came, they killed him. Please, are you getting, getting this? That he came to his own. They did not recognize him. 
They thought they were spiritual. They thought they were close to God. They were not. And religion has that effect. I'm telling you, at every point in your life, you must make a reassessment and say, you know what? Am I deceiving myself? The Bible says you can deceive yourself by being a hearer and not a doer. That there is something about religion, especially when you're high in knowledge, that desensitizes you from just common sense spirituality. And this was one of the major things Jesus was against in his early ministry. One of the major things. If you think religion is a joke, consider that someone was lame for 38 years and he got up, started walking. Instead of the Pharisees to rejoice, they said, why is he carrying his bed on Sabbath? See, religion can make you wicked. Religion can be a backdoor to witchcraft. When Paul told the church at Galatia, who has bewitched you? I hope you know the witchcraft he was talking about was practiced by Christians. So-called church people at least. Because you don't have to be using all those funny boards and candles to be a witch. When, when you weaponize religion for the downfall of others, because they don't share your conviction, that's witchcraft. Please, are you listening to this? You can become so desensitized. So when Jesus told the story of the Good Samaritan, he's drawing your attention to something. That a high priest who just finished giving a sacrifice in the temple is now going home. He sees a man on the road dying. Dying. And he walks past him. He's telling you it's possible. That your religion can, can actually inoculate you from common compassion. And that as you are getting higher in religion, you're actually getting worse as a human being. That's why, why do you think Jesus told that story? That a good Samaritan who has no deep religion, unlike these people who really know the true God, Don't forget, Jesus told the Samaritan woman, you worship, you know not what. Meaning, their old devotion was, a, was, was false, was fake. Yet this Samaritan knew enough not to leave a dying man. Please, are you getting this? God wants to bring us back to the basics, solidify our foundation so that he can now launch us out without there being casualties. And there is no better time to talk about this than just the night before the new year. I'll give you another example. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 23, Jesus said, woe to you, scribes. He says, because you pay tithe. So he's not talking about people who are not giving to religious activity. He says, you pay tithe, but you have left the weightier matters. Please say weightier matters. And what did he call weightier matters? Weightier matters of the law, he says, justice. Everybody say justice. Mercy. Everybody say mercy. Oh my God, there is a lot to say about that. For instance, are you ready for this? Are you aware that you can be a Christian in this nation and not care about what is happening in the north? That's exactly what he's saying. I mean, you don't fail in your tithe. But when it comes to issues of justice, speaking up for the vulnerable, you have not learned to do it because you are not affected. You are not affected. It's an example of what he's saying. Justice. God is looking for a church that knows how to speak up for the vulnerable. He says, remember those who are in chains as though you were in chains too. Respond as though it were you. Respond as though it were your loved one. I'm going to talk about that. 
And then he says, mercy. Are you aware that for some people, the more spiritual they get, the more wicked they become? It's a paradox. You are now more unforgiving. You know, I was watching <laughs> a man tell his story about how his ex-wife used to beat him. She had beat him like five times before he ran for his life. But he said the irony was, in more than 10 years of the marriage, there was not a single night she did not pray throughout. Yes. You know, so there are both men and women. Listen, the reason, I'm telling you this. It is possible for you to create a route in your spirit that can bypass the word. You'll be, you can be hearing sermons. Hearing sermons. Somehow you are so desensitized, you might even say, tell them, it's never for you. <laughs> tell them, sir. Mm, preaching. I'm talking to you. Always saying, tell them. Why are you deflecting? And God says, there are weightier matters. Jesus says, there are weightier matters. It means, not all things in Christianity, in spirituality, have the same importance. Are you getting this? They are not of this. So, this is why Jesus can say, if you bring your sacrifice to the altar and you remember that someone has ought against you, drop it. Imagine, Jesus says, drop it and go home. This Jesus who talked about the ecclesia, the church, and the importance of the gathering of the called out ones is letting you know that there are some things you'll be doing in your life that it will be better if you went home. Because you see, worship is not an activity, it's a lifestyle. And so if the lifestyle is broken, there is no activity that will not be a waste of time. Go and do what you ought to do. Go and do what you ought to do. Go and do what you ought to do. Now you're about to enter this new year. And there are siblings you are, you are not talking to. You are not talking. Maybe fellow Christians. And you're here singing, hey, Now, don't lie to me. Look at me. Has it ever happened that there is something that God wants you to address? You sense it. He's nudging you. But you come to the place of prayer and you're trying to ignore it. And God knows how to dangle that thing in your face. You, wake, you open your eyes, you see to you close your eyes. Man. And it's still there. You see... Just the same way in education, there are electives and there are compulsory courses. There are some things you cannot, you, keep, you will repeat that class until you get it right. And you will not experience progress in God until you go back to it. There are some things you must go back to. Please, are you listening to me? Every new year, reassess. Is there strife in my heart? What, what about the way I handle money? Has it become an idol? What is money funding in my life that it should not fund? Check. Check. Very important. He says, because no one can see the Lord if you don't walk as you should. Hmm. Now, I said all that I said to say this. It means...
Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Let me show you a, a text. One of the most scary statements Jesus ever made. And I'm going to move with the speed of light because we have a lot to cover. Look at Matthew chapter 18 verse 6. So what happens when you are meant to be an envoy of the Lord? And the very envoy of the Lord is now misrepresenting Christ. And people now begin to avoid Jesus because of you. I hope you know it's possible. I, I, I hope you know there are human beings that have made others to avoid Christ. And Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 18 verse 6. One of the most scary things that Jesus ever said. He says, whoever causes one of these little ones... Who believe in me to sin. He says it would be better for him if a millstone was hung around his neck and if he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Listen, he's saying this because death is considered one of the worst tragedy, tragedies in life. And he's saying misrepresenting Christ is a worse tragedy than death. If, listen, it is better to die a miserable death to avoid misrepresenting Christ. When the rapper Jay-Z says that the first Christian he knew and he saw up close was his uncle who was a pastor and he abused, I think, his sister repeatedly. And so because of that, from a child, he decided that Christianity was not the way. Was not the way. Because of that. Because this was the closest Christian abusing, doing something a normal, responsible man will not do. And God says, if you create such a stumbling block for people, he says, you still have a better faith if you die the horrible death than meeting me in that state. And then God looks at people in hell because of you. Make no mistake. First and foremost, if you're here and maybe you've been running away from God because of that, and like Jay-Z, you said, all Christians are hypocrites. Well, good news, there's room for one more. Because I assure you, you're not better than all of us. And so, at the epicenter of the Christian's message is that all have sinned. Come on, are you with me? And have come short of the glory of God and have been justified freely by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. However, to know this and to receive Christ's love and to go on constantly contradicting him, you will answer to the Lord. Especially if on account of what you are doing, many people are no longer interested in Jesus. I want you to know it is one of the worst things you can ever do in your life that because of you, someone else is no longer interested in the gospel. It's one of the worst things that can happen to a human being. And some people will always give the example, the thief at the cross. He sinned all his life, and as he was about to die, he just quickly said, remember me in paradise. Your own might be faster. Your own death might be faster. Thunder may fire you before you can say, sin of commission. Fire. You don't know how you will die. <laughs> you know, some people have planned that when they're about to die, they just quickly say, sin of commission, omission, you know that thing. <laughs> you know, no, Satan don't plan for you. Say, make it fast. <laughs> Hallelujah. It means you don't understand the kingdom. That you think this is just like Wayek. Ah, who, I, do, I just want to see. You think it's just like Wayek? I just want to see. You are, I entered. I didn't do anything for God, though. But at least I didn't go to hell. When you get there 
and you see Jesus, and you see people who lived their life for him, ah, you will have an eternity of regrets. You will wish you could do more. Do you know who Jesus is? It's the privilege of your life to live for him. Don't waste your life. And at the same time, I just said all of this to help you see the importance of mirroring Jesus to the world. It's your calling. It's your calling. It's your calling. I've told you before, the evidence of the resurrection is not the empty tomb. It is the believer. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That when they see you, come on. Nobody will doubt that Jesus is alive. Because the evidence is all around you. He says you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses of me. Come on, are you with me? You will witness him with power, with the presence of the Lord. And so God want to reintroduce and re-emphasize practical Christianity. A Christianity that is evidenced in every aspect of our lives. Say loud amen. amen. And if everything I've been saying is anything to go by, it means, listen carefully and allow me land and make this point. It means evangelism is not by words alone. If you've been following me long enough, you know that that's a heavy thing for me to say because I have stood against people who talk about lifestyle evangelism. You see, a lot of Christians love convenience. They don't want to preach. So they just say, I preach with my good works. Don't you understand? The gospel, euangelion, actually means news, news, news. It's just like a newscaster. You turn on the TV to watch the news and the newscaster is just demonstrating and expects you by her demonstration to know what is happening in the country. It doesn't, they have to use words. Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, and so the gospel must be communicated with words. Words will always be the primary way the gospel is communicated. Because if they look at your actions alone, they will miss the point. Because... Your actions will actually give the contrary impression of the gospel. Because the gospel is that works don't save. And so if they look at just how responsible you are, and they try to be responsible like you, that is still not the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is. And so you must preach with words. But at the same time, hmm, the message of the gospel is crystallized and emphasized. With actions. Jesus said they will know us by our love. They will know us. This is how they will know that he sent us. By our love. And so, three aspects of the practical Christianity God wants to emphasize in this new year will be number one, love. Oh my God. Please, what did I say number one is? Please be known by your love. Just learn to be there for people. Never look down on anyone in your life. And by the way, if you don't take what I'm saying seriously, life will show you. Because I can guarantee, when you are in your classroom in the university or in secondary school, there are some people you thought would be the, you know, the cutting edge guys, 10 years, 20 years from now. Life has a way of surprising you. There are some people you will constantly look down on. When you see them in future, you will have to swallow your own words. Life has a way of humbling us that way. I show you a more excellent way. Just honor people. Honor people. Joseph can be in prison today and be prime minister tomorrow. Honor everybody. You know, as prime minister, if the jailer was wicked to him, he would just call him, come, short sleeve, you know Or something like that. Just imagine Joseph wanted to revenge Potiphar. He just remembered Potiphar. Say, come, you and your wife come. <laughs> that, that might clot your head, bring it. 
Life can change. Please walk in love. Show Jesus to your world. Let your neighbors, listen, learn to be warm. Let your neighbors feel your warmth. Practice generosity with gifts, with words. The first time you knock on your neighbor's gates, if <laughs> they've gone through a lot, you were not there. Maybe they lost a relative, they didn't see you. Then you now knock, you know, with tracts. I am wondering why they see you as a distraction. You see that? You see that? Yeah. that was good. Track, traction. Ah, very good. Preacher. <laughs> I did preach. <laughs> I need a hype man. I'm just joking. Please. Hallelujah. Please, love. Everybody say love. Number two will be power. Oh my God. It is true that Jesus had witnesses of his resurrection, but he didn't send them without power. You wouldn't just go there and say, I was there. It's true. Mm -mm. You need power. By the power, you could do things that are consistent with the resurrection and erase all doubts. Please, this generation needs power. Are you with me? You know, I tweeted days ago, I said, I've seen too much. I beg you, refuse a life without power. Refuse it vehemently. It's too dangerous. The casualties will be too much. You know, at Reboot Camp, I was casting out a demon from a young boy, a teenager. Do you know what the, de the devil said? He said, I wanted to empower him to be a man of God and destroy lives through him. Can you imagine that? That is the second time I'm seeing that type of demon. The first time, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> this boy... With demonic powers, familiar spirit was giving people word of knowledge, spot on, telling them about their families. And when they come to him for prayers, he will bless snacks and give them to eat. All of them had demons. When we're done with him, we had to go and look for all his congregation <laughs> and do mass deliverance. Do mass deliverance for all of them. One of them already had signed, he had like about 30 boils on his body. It's a wicked world. As I was casting the devil out, he said, you are destroying our plan of 90 years. Listen, they, oh my God. That kind of person, but for the power of God, the children are in trouble the day they are born. Please, are you with me? I don't know... <laughs> You must be so ignorant to just wake up, wear clothes, and go out. <laughs> the Bible says, you shall not be afraid of arrows flying by day. It looks normal, but arrows are flying. As you're just walking on the road, arrows. Wear helmet, wear helmet. There's, there's something called helmet of salvation. There's, you understand? That's good, Abby. Jot things down. <laughs> Help me beg the person by your side. Say, say, walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. Your, if not for you, for your children, for your family. By the way, and listen to me because this is very important to what God is going to do this year. Are you aware a dimension of power is courage? Oh my God. Some of you, God needs to imbibe and impart you with courage to do all the things he will have you do. God's admonition to Joshua, Joshua 1.9, he says, be strong and very courageous. I'm telling you by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, in the year 2024, be strong and very courageous. 
Move on. It doesn't, it doesn't matter the obstacles. No grief for anybody. Amen. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It doesn't matter the opposition. God said go. The capital is go. Hallelujah. Press on in the name of Jesus. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Courage. Hi. He says be strong and courageous. He said be not dismayed. Meaning don't be afraid of their faces. Don't look at the challenge and change your mind. Be not dismayed. Neither be afraid. He said because the Lord is with you. Is the Lord with you in 2024? Say, because the Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. Hmm. Another thing, and mark my words, for everyone who receives this, in the year 2024, an aspect of practical Christianity will be supernatural creativity. Listen, in our realm, five loaves are enough. Five loaves are enough capital to feed thousands of people. I am telling you, someone who has been in lack and has been broke by the wisdom of God and supernatural creativity can, oh my God, can deliver nations. You know what the Bible says? It says, can a nation be born in one year? The answer is yes, by the power of God. Oh, I sense there are people here. The things that your hand will produce. Hey, my God, it will surprise your mind. It will be hard to explain. For unto him that is able to do, exceeding abundantly above, all you can ask or think, according to the power that works in you. Supernatural creativity. Listen, you know, there is a text that has all these years been associated only with Israel. But I sense very strongly this will be the testimony of members of this church. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He that gives you power to get wealth. Listen. I'm not in for theological debate. If you don't believe, hold it. For those who, do you believe is something God can do? Yeah. I'm not trying to preach a good sermon. I told you, God told me about this year. Almost two years ago. Listen, for the sake of the kingdom, for as many who are ready to receive, God told me, members of this church are stepping into a new dimension of wealth and influence. He told me that. A new dimension. You know what a new dimension is? That even people who knew you before will look and say, ah, 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 ah. Forgive me, but I never knew God will honor you this way. Mordecai's are coming to say, I know God raised you up for such a time as this. Listen, we are at that time in the body of Christ. Remember, God brought a stranger to say it. What I've been telling you, saviors are rising. Oh my God, you are not listening to me. Get ready for supernatural creativity. You know, the Bible tells us, Hagar was going with her child, stranded in the desert, no water. It looked like they were going to die. But then an angel came. And the Bible says the Lord opened her eyes and she saw a brook. So there was water there all the while. She would have died. She just didn't see it. But you see, supernatural creativity opened your eyes to opportunities you never hitherto would have seen. I am telling you, this anointing will make you prosper in the desert. I'm telling you. Where there, there has been scarcity, God has brought you into abundance. 
You believe it, don't you? Supernatural creativity. Supernatural. And the reason is simple. I have been announcing it. There is a transition in the realm of the spirits. A transition. God said, the fathers in the body of Christ, this concerns the church first and foremost. The fathers in the body of Christ, their assignment was like Moses to confront the Pharaoh of the land. To herald freedom of worship for God's people. And so they stood against idol worship and all these things. And now Christianity has been established in the land. It looks like a corporate temple in the body of Christ has been erected unto the Lord. And now it's time for the baton to be passed. The Lord said, he's bringing us into a Joshua generation. If Moses and Joshua should stand side by side, they don't look alike. They don't look alike. They don't act alike. They don't dress alike. In fact, if you saw Joshua on the street, you wouldn't know he's anointed. He looks like every other soldier. Moses held a staff. Joshua holds a sword. Because Joshua is going to fight for space. Come on, are you with me? Listen to me, young ministers. Listen to me, young ministers, so that you will not expire. It's a new dispensation. The reason why Moses emphasized deliverance is because that was his ministry. And so every Sunday he's telling you, 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 you know, he's breaking yokes and deliverance. But now there will be so many people in this generation who are delivered. They are not sick. They are not poor. If all you know is deliverance, your ministry has ended. God wants to bring people into discipleship and establishment. Drop a billion dollars there and it will go down. It won't change your, it won't shake you. And you will influence policies. Get ready for that. So that when the doors begin to open, you will say, this is what pastor said. The doors are opening. I tell you this prophetically. There is a seat for you at the table. I said there is a seat for you at the table. There is a seat for you at the table. There is a seat at the table with your name on it. There is a seat at the table with your name on it. There is a seat at the table with your name on it. Begin to speak in tongues right now. Speak in tongues right now. Hey. Oh. Oh. Sema hapendom pela hambelo tombela hai. Ascendendron recandele capele. Rendendon sepela bahabele. Yeah. Hey, Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Say with me, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Say it again, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Hi, 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 hi. Before we shout Happy New Year, I want you to do something prophetic. 
God said to walk around Jericho and then to shout. We don't have the time or the space to really walk around. But with as much space as you can gather, I want you to jump and shout glory, 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 Hallelujah. Listen. To the glory of God, there is not one word I have said on a night like this that has not come to pass. And by the way, this is not just the theme for a year. It's a new dispensation. I'm telling you, it's your turn. I said it's your turn. I said it's your turn. In the name of Jesus, occupy. I said in the name of Jesus, occupy. For the sake of the influence of the gospel, God is bringing you into rooms where negotiations can happen for the kingdom. Where influence will be needed for the gospel. The anointing is on you. It's, an, it's on you. It's on you. Listen. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says the Lord magnified Joshua in the eyes of the Israelites. So they feared him as much as they feared Moses. We're entering into a season where you begin to see signs. Proof that Moses has done a good job. You will see it in Joshua. Moses will not be missed. It's their prayer will be greater than them. It's time. Did you hear what I said? So when the Lord begins to magnify you, Know that this is what the word of the Lord has said will happen. Hallelujah. On that note, all over the world, CCI Global, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Go ahead, welcome some people into this new year. The Joshua generation is upon us. Welcome people to your left, to your right. Say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's time to occupy. Thank you, Lord. You have so few friends. You are done already. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you can sense it that this is your year? You, you know. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, congratulations. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Say this with me. Say, the Lord has fulfilled his word in my life. Say it again. The Lord has fulfilled his word in my life. Say that. Help me prophesy to someone. Say, the Lord has fulfilled his word in your life. Tell someone else. Say, the Lord has fulfilled his word in your life. Listen. Declare it over your family, over your loved ones. Say, the Lord has fulfilled his word. Hallelujah. 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 
He has made us a company of greatness. Greatness will not be scarce in our camp. Did you hear what I said? It will not be scarce in our camp. It will not be in isolation. Oh, one person there, one person. We will be many. Hallelujah. The Lord has fulfilled his word. Hallelujah. I sense very strongly there is someone here. The Lord is asking me to tell you your prime is not ended. Your prime is not ended. Because in the Joshua generation, there are Caleb's who should be old and retired. But they are joining us to say, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Fresh visions that will reinvigorate you and restore your youth. Hallelujah. So says the Lord. So says the Lord. If the Lord said it, let his word come to pass. Let his word come to pass in your life. So shall it be. None will die this year. December 31st, 2024, you will be shouting and singing in perfect health, bigger and better than you are now, with your basket full of testimonies, so shall it be, in the mighty name of Jesus. And so I call you blessed in the name of Jesus. This year you are blessed in the field. Blessed in season and out of season. Blessed in the city. Blessed when you come in. Blessed when you go out. In the name of Jesus, every plan of the enemy concerning you and concerning your family, it is cancelled. In the mighty name of Jesus. The psalmist said, when the enemy came against me and after my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Every orchestration of darkness against you is expired. In the mighty name of Jesus. No charm will ever prosper against you. No enchantment will ever prosper against you. Your house will continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Because of you, everyone around you is blessed. I said because of you, everyone around you is blessed. The decree of the Lord concerning you this 2024, blessing and no curses. For there is no enchantment against Jacob. No divination against Tommy. No enchantment against Debor, against Bola. Mention your name. No enchantment. No divination. I man No enchantment. So shall it be. You started this year rejoicing. Rejoice throughout this year. January rejoice in February rejoice in March rejoice in April rejoice in May rejoice in June rejoice in July rejoice in August rejoice in September rejoice in October rejoice in November rejoice in December come back with your testimony so shall it be prophecy has gone ahead of you now taste and see that the Lord is good the Lord has brought you into a good land a land flowing with milk and honey I'm saying this prophetically about you there is no lack in your life I'm looking around you. No lack in your life. Everything 
around you is perfect. No sickness in your body. Your career is blessed. Your marriage is blessed. In every aspect of your life, there is a balance of prosperity. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name. Happy New Year. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.